Welcome back to Open to Truth, a podcast all about exploring big ideas and discovering truth together. My name's Clint. Hey, I'm Tony. Welcome back. And welcome to part two of the episode from last week, a discussion on justice. I thought we just had a really good conversation and instead of dumping a like hour long plus episode on you, we decided to break it up. Yeah. Uh, so enjoy the second half of this discussion on justice. If you didn't catch the first, be sure to scroll back and find that one. All right. Enjoy. Uh, let's say, Clint, I have my arms lopped off and I'm squirting out blood out mm -hmm. of my torso. Yeah. So at this moment in time where you see it, Clint has a claim right against Tony for his resources to help me stop this so mm -hmm. that I don't bleed out. Yeah. That's a pretty specific claim right that I've mentioned. Yeah. And I might even be on board with that. It is specific, though. You know, it's very but, situational. But when we talk, when we have these political discussions, what we're saying is everyone has a claim right against everyone else for medical help mm -hmm. of a lot of different kinds. And now that, I, that's where it does get. Tricky. I mean, you you built almost like the I did. paradigm easiest case of like I'm my life's in danger. Yes, and maybe we could get on board with um, those kind of rights. Now again, there are natural rights and derivative rights. The Declaration was meant to outline natural rights that you have in virtue of being a human being. Derivative rights might stem from those or maybe even conferred rights. How about that? That Apollos, and this is where, to your point about the, we just got together and agreed. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, Apollos can come to a city, a gathering can come together and confer whatever rights yeah. they want to be upheld. That just means these are going to be instantiated in law and you are owed whatever mm -hmm. based on the things we dreamed up. Yep. I mean, who knows? You could. I have a right to a sidewalk mm -hmm. in front of my house if I live in Medina. That's not true. Yep. That could be written into law, and all of a sudden, now people have to come work and build that for me. Mm -hmm. So that's a conferred right. It's not derivative in any way from the natural rights. Yeah. Okay. So, so just to, the example of just a right to healthcare. I mean, healthcare is incredibly broad. And well, so, yeah. Are you saying? But just because we want to be really clear about what we're saying, for anyone to have a right to health care, are we saying that that's a claim right against all other citizens or community members to give of their resources in order for you to receive any medical attention? Right. Things get messy really, really quick. I mean... And again, you could say we can wonder about all that and the whole time we can all be in agreement that it's good. Yeah. It's a good that you get medical attention mm -hmm. for the most part. Yeah. There's some fringe cases where well, maybe not, but yeah, sure. Maybe you don't stop the bleeding on Hitler when he gets shot, you know, <laughs> yeah. but just crazy fringe cases. Yeah. So the very it's a very specific thing we're talking about and i think it gets that gets conflated a lot too mm -hmm. like everyone has a right to health care wait 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 do you just mean that it's really it would be really great for everyone to have health care yeah because everyone thinks that yeah. and yeah. everyone's trying to do that yeah. you know yeah. but do you have a claim right where people can go to prison if they don't give enough of their money to you to get the aid that gets complicated especially if like the picture i painted of somebody on the side of the road with the arm off who knows how their arm came off, you know, could, could have been a wolf, could be tragic, but 
someone's in the hospital with lung cancer because they've been smoking ciggies for 50 years Man. and now they have a claim right on your wealth to pay for their treatments because of choices they've been making for 50 years that does seem prob problematic mm -hmm. um, and there are some rules built in just for that case in particular i mean you're not going to be able to get certain treatment as is mm -hmm. but that's mostly due to shortage and practicality mm -hmm. not in principle what about okay two other words that are thrown around a bunch equity and equality oh man what you a minefield you want to tease these out for us i can try or or at least try to relate them to yeah what we've been talking about how do they fit well certainly i just Always be nervous when someone says, well, certainly, because they're pretty not, they're usually not certain. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm very guilty of so, this. Maybe. Of course. <laughs> it's like, I don't know. <laughs> Rights are the sort of thing that it would be nice if everyone had, were equal in regard to them. Everyone had the same rights, you mean? Yeah. And or at least the natural ones. Yeah. Or, or sort well, if there are natural rights, then everyone does have them. Right. So whether or not they are, um, codified in a law mm -hmm. and so many of the atrocities of human history have resulted from there not being an equal there not being a quality of recognized rights hmm. mm -hmm. i use recognize and conferred are different conferred can be completely arbitrary recognized means like i'm just acknowledging that you do have this natural right that you had all along regardless if i recognize it yep you know yep yep so African-American people, you know, hundreds of years ago that were here working as slaves were not recognized to have the same natural human rights that folks like us would have. Yeah. And that's tragic. Yeah. And that is a cause of a lot of injustice. Yes. And it's a reason why rights and justice and equality come together because they do have, there are some interlacings, mm -hmm. right? Uh, we might say when people's rights aren't respected or, you know, upheld, then that is when injustice occurs. Yeah. Do you agree with that? Yes, I think I do. Okay. So, I mean, yeah, man, I guess a lot of the issues of our day come down to whether someone does have a right to a certain thing. And mm -hmm. that becomes really tricky to figure out when we get to these derivative or conferred rights. Uh, like... Man, LGBTQ plus rights. We just, we're in the midst of Pride Month. Mm -hmm. Gay rights. You know, what What does that mean? What are, what are we talking about there? Yeah. Um, because in virtue of being human beings, it seems like they do have all the same rights. Mm -hmm. And in fact, some, I mean, this isn't as much an issue now, but um, one kind of clever interesting argument offered by someone opposed to homosexual marriage suggested that uh they did have all the same rights regarding marriage yeah the 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 right is and the the law of the land is if you are a man or a woman you have the right to be married to someone of the opposite sex right you also have that right mm -hmm. you're just choosing not to like partake of that right well it's just the the laws never said anything about sexuality or sexual preference mm -hmm. at all still don't you and i could get married if we weren't already right and we don't have to be homosexual to do that you know that's that, what that's what i'm trying to say mm, okay. yeah in the same way that you don't have to be heterosexual to get married mm. yeah right right so equity to me 
Equity. Equity. What does it mean in finance? Isn't that a term in... Yeah, it's ownership. How yeah. much ownership do you have of it? That would be equity. Okay. Maybe that doesn't apply here. But that's what I, that's why I'm confused. My what I've seen it to mean, and of course it might be different on depending on what you've how you've seen that word used, but to me it does mean sameness. Um, sameness. A same same amount. Oh, uh, uh, okay. You and I, if you were to both fill up a glass of milk at halfway, those are in equity and. You and I, if we were to each take it, we would be equity in our amount of milk. Okay. That seems the same as equality. They're equal. You filled them up equally. Yeah. Are they the same word? Same, describing the same thing? I thought there was some big distinction there. It is confusing because I just don't normally endorse the whole system of thought where that's normally used. Hey, how about this? <laughs> you maybe, can say that, maybe, man. Maybe we can throw that. this up on the screen. There's these classic little pictures that if you're ever in a diversity hr training you're probably going to see something like this yeah and it's a picture of three kids standing on some boxes or maybe not on standing on a box at all trying to look over this fence to watch a baseball game and there is uh and they'll have a big bold word at the bottom and one of them says equality and it has everyone standing on a brown box of the same size and there's one tall kid one medium kid and one short kid tall kid is loving it he has a great view that box is only helping he probably could have seen over the fence anyway mm -hmm. he can see that ball game medium kid uh only now is able to see because of the box mm -hmm. and short kid can't see still mm -hmm. it's like one of those green mesh fences that you can't yep. see through you know yeah equity if I'm remembering this right, is a uh, little kid ha now has big kid's box. Mm -hmm. So the tall guy who could see over the fence anyway is standing on the ground. He can see over. Uh, medium kid has one box and can see over. And now short kid has two boxes and he can see over. Mm -hmm. That's the, that is the pictorial difference. And he, what I think that's saying is we should strive for equity and not equality because there's this good out there, this external good in this metaphor, watching the baseball game that equality didn't get to. We gave you all the same things, uh, but that didn't actually achieve the good outcome. What we need is equity is mm -hmm. ensuring that everyone partakes of the good. And to do that, we will take away from those that are already enjoying it and will continue to enjoy it once it's taken away. Mm-hmm. Now here's... I think, is that yeah. your understanding of when you've seen those images? That's my understanding. And I have a few thoughts. One is, if I were in the situation where there was a fence and kids and boxes and whatnot, it does seem like the better situation is the one where everybody gets to see. And tall kid doesn't need his box and gives it to the little kid. I see that. If I was the tall kid, I'd like to think I would do that. Give this small child a box to stand on because I don't need it. That seems good. Okay. Uh, let's see where you go with this. What I wonder is, that's helpful as far as a ball game goes and boxes, but that's an analogy for society at large. What's the, what is the, the ball game? Just because, and what do the boxes represent? Is that money? Are the boxes money? And some people have heaps of money and some people don't have What's any money. What's wrong with that? Yeah. And the people who have heaps should give some to the people who don't have any so that we can all but now, watch the ball game. 
how you've described it betrays in a way your political leaning in that of being someone who enjoy and endorses liberty you framed that whole thing of well giving money instead of taking yes yeah. yes yeah, yeah. the tall kid giving the box everyone has always liked that it's yeah. called charity that's called generosity and that is a great virtue yeah now what causes conflict is when perhaps there's a perceived uh you know someone perceives that that's not happening as much as you'd like there, mm -hmm. there's too many tall kids are not giving away enough of their boxes and so we are proposing that we will there's a fourth guy actually and he has a gun okay <laughs> and uh we're all gonna vote the three of us and whatever comes out we're gonna tell that gun guy to take your box and give it to the the smallest one mm-hmm that's kind of what's happening with lawmaking in a democracy. Yeah. And laws. Right. Because if you don't follow them, you will go to prison. Mm -hmm. And if you keep fighting, they will just shoot you. They will. Yeah. Eventually. Eventually. eventually they will they pick will up enough that. of a stink. They'll put you down. So that's, I mean, that is where the consternation happens is, is equity that good? Like, I agree, I agree with you, dude. I, I want everyone to partake of that good. And let's just wait. For a moment of what that is but i want everyone to partake of the good is it now we can flip the question back on these folks like what is justice is justice yeah dude maybe this is it where is the locus of justice is it that everyone gets to see the thing mm -hmm. equity or is justice how we get there wow is it just to take away from the tall and give to the small I'm trying to think of a situation where... Or maybe it's both. Maybe both are justice. Mm. And everyone thinks they're on the side of justice when only you're only on half of the side of justice. Say more. Say okay. more about that. Everyone thinks they're on the side of justice when, like, I have conservative leanings and I would be more opposed to the taking away of boxes yep. through law. I'm more interested in charity and just other ways that, this, that everyone seeing the game can be achieved. Mm -hmm. And again, we, we do need to talk about what that means. But I don't want to do it in any old fashion. I don't, you know, I'm afraid of it just being taken away by fiat, by mob or majority rule. And mm -hmm. um, maybe that's unjust. Is it justice to arrive at it in an unjust way? Right. I think those so committed to making sure that everyone can see the ball game might be betraying their roots in a way by doing it in an unjust way mm -hmm. well that was always my issue with the figure of robin hood hmm. he's this bloody scoundrel <laughs> yeah. now i get it he's giving to the poor that's good mm -hmm. he is stealing i so okay are you ready to jump in i yeah. do want to talk about okay the ball game yeah okay if we can yep um because depending on what that good is, you said several times that, yeah, we want everybody to participate in the good. Mm -hmm. Okay. What is that good? Yeah. Because... That's important. Because it's it's a lot more complicated than just looking over a fence at a ball game. If we're talking in the realm of money and lives and society, um, here's what I want to say. I think we could snap our fingers and redistribute all the wealth in the world so that it was completely equitable. 
everybody had the same amount. Let's imagine we could do that. Just Thanos snap tomorrow, everybody's bank accounts are exactly equal. Um, I think a year from now, things would be much closer to the distribution that we currently see than they mm -hmm. would be equal. I think it would pretty quickly fall back into its distribution curve. And I think that's to do with the differences between people, what they choose to do with their money, what they consider the good to be. So, for example, say the good is um, having and raising a family in a safe neighborhood. Maybe that's the good we want everybody to be able to do. So we Thanos snap, redirect the wealth. But there's some people who, for them, the good would be spending all the money on booze and ciggies. And they would do that and cause themselves health problems and then have an empty bank account. Um, and so maybe they've participated in some good, but you've en what you've ended up with then is you've moved everybody's boxes around and one kid has taken his box and turned it into a campfire and lit it on fire. So do you give him another box and say, come watch the game, it's really good? Or do you just say, well, you got your box? I don't... No, I mean... You see the problems? I absolutely... I think I do. Mm. Um, in the breakdown of the analogy is that everyone's watching the same game. Mm. There, yeah. I happen to think that there is... Uh, there are contours to the objective good. And there are really things that you can say about the good life. And yeah. maybe it's... Maybe I'm wrong and I'm just on my own little journey here and I'm trying to play that out, but there are some really good things to go after. I would want every, I do want everyone to taste and see that, mm -hmm. but not everyone is interested in that game. I mean, you, I think yeah. that's, you said it well. So, so are you then, you would be a, I think here's a way to put a mm -hmm. cap on what you said. Equity is not something we, we should try to force it's unwise to try to to legislate or force equity well this okay is that yes under the pictures that we've painted given that the what causes inequity is a problem that's going to run far deeper than something policy can solve yeah it's not merely a matter of more or less resources yeah And it, it it's it's a lot more complex than we can get into here, and there's so many facets of a human life and what leads people to certain places of depths of poverty or well, but even but just as I said, like the when I just said the objective contours of the good life, I'm not even saying that someone who has a billion dollars is more ahead of me on that path. Oh sure, you know. Yeah, yeah. I could be closer to achieving it than someone with a billion dollars. Yes. I, I may or may not. Yes. But we did talk about in our Does Money Make You Happy episode that there is some baseline level of wealth mm -hmm. that's required for minimal yeah. good life. And it turns out some research has been done that there might be a cap mm. where there are stark diminishing returns. Right. They've said 75000 That was a few years ago before all the influx of pandemic money, yep. maybe it's 80000 now. Yeah. But there's this point, a household income of 80000 in the U.S. and yep. in 2021, when this is published, that, you know, the happiness level will go down sharply. Or it won't increase at the same rate that it has increased. Sorry, to yeah. 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 Diminishing yeah. So returns. Like, 
if you start if you made a hundred thousand you would not be that much happier. you wouldn't be 25 percent happier yeah even yeah. though you have 25 percent more money right so but i want to say okay but they are saying that from 40 to 80 yeah you, you might be twice as happy yeah, yeah yeah so um you going back to the box analogy you were saying you you agree it would be good for everybody to see the game it would be better if that came about through generosity and charity than through taxation taking however you want to phrase that mm -hmm. what about a situation when you got a guy like a jeff bezos who obviously founder of amazon has given us this incredible tool of amazon we can have stuff delivered to our house super quickly and say what you want about Amazon's business practices, labor practices, any mm -hmm. of that. That's a whole separate discussion. Let's just look at Jeff Bezos' wealth, mm -hmm. which is he's set to become the first trillionaire by 2022, I think, pretty soon. And I don't think most of us have a handle on just how much a trillion dollars is, mm -hmm. um, that it's a million million. So think of how many a million dollars is. And now think about a million of those millions. There's some really interesting videos you can find on YouTube that, that lay this out for you where each grain of rice represents like $100,000 or something. And you look at Jeff Bezos' wealth compared to like a millionaire or a mm -hmm. billionaire, whatever. The point is the disparity has gotten so great, like almost incalculably great how wealthy this guy is. Um, what what do you do say this i get that we want generosity and charity to be the main things driving us forward but what do you do when the guy at the top of the hierarchy just isn't too interested in generosity and i'm not saying that about jeff actually don't know much about jeff don't mm. know what his philanthropic efforts are like maybe he's really generous but let's hypothetically say you've got this system where we're yeah we'd we'd rather not take we would rather people give who have a lot um but over time it, it gets skewed the distribution and the people at the top tend not to be generous then what do we do you can't enforce generosity you know mm -hmm. and it does seem to me like our system is one that over time stacks up at one end that seems to be what happens and so and what are you saying needs to happen like what is the problem that would need like why look at jeff's wealth at all oh. Okay. Is there some problem that needs solved? Yeah, good. Um, to where we ha we need to turn there to... The problem would be... Uh, well, yeah, just that there's some kids with no box. Or there's some, some people who are really, really in the dirt financially. And let's even make it the best case scenario. It's not a result of their choices. It's not a result of mm -hmm. smoking ciggies and drinking themselves to death or whatever. They've been trying, they've hit some bad luck, had some health snags, whatever, and they are really financially in trouble. And then you've got some other folks who really aren't in trouble at all, mm -hmm. but have no incentive to help yeah. the bloke on the bottom. Dude, it's a complicated moral political question. So one thing, I have a lot to say about this. One, one topic would be, what's the baseline level of well-being in a human life that you would want to provide a social safety net for to where if you don't 
if you're not he here, you're below it. Mm -hmm. uh, what do you need to get there? Yep. And wh so what's that level? Um, I think any just society, if you will, one that's morally good, would strive to ensure that that social safety net has no holes in it and will will be mm -hmm. effective in bringing people up to that level. Okay. And I think what also has to be said is, of course, it's better to be above the level. Yeah. Maybe up until the 80,000 mark. Yeah. There's a lot of better, better, better. And it does keep getting better, but marginally so. We have to draw, make a cutoff point of what that that floor is. Mm -hmm. And maybe it should be higher than it is now. But but we have that. That already line. exists. Yeah. Yeah. Like, for instance, and I'm saying, and so I'm happy to go around and around with people and debate. It'd be productive and interesting of what that should be. Mm -hmm. um, three square meals a day. Shelter, mm -hmm. clothing, uh, getting to the place where you can find stable, gainful, meaningful employment. Mm -hmm. That like, let's make it so that people can get to that floor and have it be government funded. Mm -hmm. That is, and what that means is, we're all pitching in with our income to, to make sure help nobody those. falls below this baseline standard of living. That's right. So I'd want to know where that is, yeah. and then. Uh, I'd also want to know, so now let's say that's not happening. Uh, we we are being ineffective at bringing the populace that's below that to that level. It takes some time, but it's taking too long for a, a pie slice of that, the mm -hmm. people that are in that situation. Okay. Um, so we need to look to different areas of the budget to make up for that. You know, Maybe that's a really strong ethical priority. And we're going to bump that maybe even above education efforts. So maybe you pull from education or do you pull from infrastructure or do you pull from this? So that that's one option. Another option is, hey, let's make the, we don't, if we take from 2% of the military budget, that's going to stink. But what if we could raise the budget? And so we'll raise taxes. We'll take a little bit more from everybody else mm -hmm. and do this. Well, I don't want to take a little bit more from anyone else. What I really want to do is just take from these Jeff Bezos characters. No human could possibly ever use that much money. He won't miss it. That'll solve it in a heartbeat. I think that's kind of like the, mm. the thought process here, right? Right. Yep. Well, just here's a few things to think about with Jeff Bezos and other you know, extremely wealthy capitalists. Mm -hmm. One... The well, a lot of the wealth that they have is just the fact that he owns a large portion of Amazon. Right. Like he's worth almost a trillion because uh, Amazon's worth a lot of money. Yeah, it's not, it's he not owns, cash in his bank account. <laughs> he owns a lot of Amazon, yeah. and Amazon is a very valuable entity in human society. Mm -hmm. That's why, as evidenced by how we all use it. Yes. We value it. Mm -hmm. We have voted that. That's right. Yeah. Uh, you might also say, like, Jeff isn't being generous enough. I mean, my personal opinion on this is that capitalism is a very generous way to structure society by the very ver the by what's happening in any transaction that you do in a free market society. It's this really magical phenomenon where like just value is created somehow. It's really mm. remarkable. I bring my I'm about to on the way home. I bring my $1 and this has an objective value, so to speak. You, you can spend it other places and it'll buy you a tenth of a shirt from Kohl's mm -hmm. or something. Uh, and this merchant, Speedway, 
has Diet Mountain Dew. Mm -hmm. And it's so weird. I value the Diet Mountain Dew more than my dollar, mm -hmm. keeping the dollar. And he values my dollar more than keeping his Mountain Dew. Mm -hmm. So we both come out on top in this situation. It's really crazy. Yeah. It's very much unlike your classic schoolyard deals for Pokemon cards or something where someone regrets. Yeah. You know, like we both, when it goes well, mm -hmm. my dew isn't sour, my bill isn't counterfeit, we both walk away thrilled. Well, this is happening at an enormous scale for Amazon. All this, like we all are experiencing this great generosity in a way. This, um, this, uh, you mean it's generative? Yeah, the I guess process so. is generative. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, it's also I think the there is an aspect of just any business that's operating on this level of wanting what's best for others. It's it's other seeking. Although the ultimate derivative might be I want to make a profit and make money, I have to engage in other directed thinking. I want you to have a good experience. I want you to gain value from this. I want you to have the feeling like you want my due more mm -hmm. than you want your dollar. Yeah. And that's a good thing you want to achieve for someone. So it's a virtue of capitalism. So that's something that Jeff has brought to the table in an incredible way. Mm -hmm. And you, there's all sorts of things we can say about, like, is he doing it fairly? We brought up fairness earlier. Is, is Amazon conducting their business appropriately? Are they violating some rights from workers? Mm. There's a lot to going on that's said about that. But at the 30,000 foot view, it's not inherently bad that Amazon's worth a lot or that Jeff is worth a lot. Yeah. What that actually ends up meaning in society is that there's generative value. Your yeah. life is better because of it. Yeah, yeah. So we just have to be really careful to... Uh, I think we tamper with that at our peril yes there's this great good that's occurring mm -hmm. there's also this great good of making sure that people reach this floor maybe they're below the floor mm -hmm. of this acceptable uh well-being level to where we will fund you to get you there yep and it's uh i think it it would be more helpful i think if our political conversations were framed in this way more uh you know, intellectually generous and curious with each other about how to make these trade-offs, when to take in order to shore up this fault line or not. Well, I can see that there would be another, another great benefit I can see with capitalism is that it incentivizes innovation because the reward can be great. If you are someone like a Jeff Bezos who takes a chance, I'm going to start selling books online. Nobody's ever done that. We'll see if it works. And I'm going to outlay some costs initially, and I'm going to buy the books, whatever. He sets up this thing. Turns out people like it. They value it. He makes some more money. At a certain point, I don't know if this is good or bad, but it seems true. At a certain point, if you tax the very successful entrepreneurs more heavily, you will de-incentivize innovation, which would be a problem for all of us because mm -hmm. we all benefit from innovation, technology moving forward, all of that. So you don't want to de-incentivize it too much. Here's what I'm wondering, because I've heard you mention this before. Maybe we're going too long. I don't care. I'm just interested in what you think. Yeah. You've said before, I think that um, you think maybe there's a wisdom in harnessing people's self-interest as far as policy goes. 
um, in that uh, be be careful before you kill the entrepreneur's incentive and his ability to reap a reward himself because it will stifle, stifle innovation. Better if we could come up with a policy that he's allowed to act in his best interests and it happens to benefit everybody else as well because of the policies we've got in place hmm. as opposed to like a policy that would say, Jeff, be more generous or something. Do you know what I'm saying? I'm not sure I do. I mean, okay. the what the second one you described just sounds like not taxing them and letting them make businesses that help you and I. Like it's in my interest for them to not be too heavily burdened. Yeah. Now here's I think here's an interesting comeback is when you say they. Yeah. Uh, it it all depends on what we're talking about with uh, the cutoff of who's getting taxed. I mean, if you're saying anyone above one hundred fifty thousand dollars a year as the wealthy, mm. I mean that's a lot of people. It's heaps, yeah. And you're you're hurting some people that aren't actually as wealthy as you think they are yeah, that yeah. are like small business owners right when you're trying what you're really trying to do is go after the bezos yeah. the big whales yeah um but even then the reason that it does end up often not just being the hyper big wealthy guys ah it's because it's not actually that much money when you really think about it we could do some quick math um can i do it i want to find out if you diluted jeff how much everyone would get there's three oh. It's like a few bucks. I don't Let's just even say it's ten thousand. Yeah, just to be safe. I mean, that's that's a that's a solid amount. You can definitely make your life better, and you can make your life a lot better if you're on the bottom end. Mm -hmm. But what that meant, what that meant, is that there's no Amazon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you don't want to do that much, you know. Yeah. But if 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 you diluted his private bank account, I mean, it's dollars mm -hmm. a piece. So it doesn't help you really to just cripple i i get that you don't like the hyper rich and like you don't think that they need all that money you're mm -hmm. right they don't you know they don't need it all yeah need it all no of course not yeah but when you're designing policy what what's the cutoff line for the super wealthy and i think you'd be surprised whatever we whatever the worry would be about uh hamstringing uh, Bill Gates and Jeff Bezos and these guys, the hyper wealthy, there are similar problems that manifest at the smaller order of analysis. I mean, the 20, let's take a Dave Ramsey mm -hmm. who does the financial coaching. I think he's somewhere in the, I could be totally wrong, but I think it's like in the 30 to 50 million range, mm -hmm. which is, wow, that's incredibly wealthy. Mm -hmm. Nowhere near these other guys. But part of what that means is like he's this owner of a business and, um, you know, he employs a lot of people mm -hmm. and just a lot of lives are affected by this. But yeah, it's, just, it's not super clear that it automatically means that just because you've done this thing that it should be redistributed. Yeah. Well, I guess what I was wondering is, I, I think the problem is- we can tie we... it back into all the other concepts too. Yeah, maybe. Like what, like what are we talking about here with this capitalism digression? Mm. It's about- um, equity it's about equity yeah so we're pretending that that floor that basement is some equity i guess mm -hmm. that we're trying to get people to and we just got to be really careful about what goods are being sacrificed to get there and whether that is itself unjust or unfair yeah 
here's something we didn't quite say yet, mm. uh, but super important. It's said all the time. Equality of opportunity. Yeah. This is important. Mm-hmm. Uh, that does seem like something you'd want everyone to have. And maybe that is built in. Maybe we don't, that floor we were talking about, uh, we do not, maybe that shouldn't just be fiscal in nature. It's also some just rights or opportunities that people have that mm-hmm. are all built into this. And so whenever people aren't like meeting that standard, for whatever reason, someone doesn't have equality of opportunity, we want to make sure that they do. Yeah. That strikes me as totally reasonable. That seems reasonable. Yeah. But that doesn't mean you'll have equality of outcome. It does not mean that. And you cannot do, it's just a log, it's a fallacy of logic to point out inequality of outcome to mean that there wasn't equality of opportunity. Yeah. Well, that, yeah, that goes back to the, it th- could, yeah, it could be the case, but not just because. Right. That, yeah, that's goes back to the Thanos snap thing. Mm-hmm. So, suppose everyone did have it exactly the same amount. You would see the outcomes differ. So much of the stuff and the choices people make and the trajectories, it's not just all a money thing. No. And whether you had certain products. Well, that's certainly not a measure of like, did you live a good life? Right. Yeah, yeah, right. Right, right. I mean, I, I would be shocked if someone could come up with an argument that and and I was convinced that not everyone in this country has a chance to like live a good life. There, aside from like really bad actors and abductions and murders and like people coming after you, mm-hmm. you have it really seems true that we all in America, by the grace of God, thank goodness, at this year, you know, we have equality of opportunity. You can really make something of yourself here. Mm. no matter your upbringing it'll be harder isn't it something that's such an unpopular message in 2021 what you just said that's really unpopular it is (laughs) and again and maybe there's and maybe there's hope here hopefully the the disagreement is more surface level and that we're just using these terms incorrectly. That's kind of my hope for this episode is we just think more about these terms and being more generous with, with each other and how we're using them. But like someone might fire back and say, well, clearly they didn't have equal opportunity. You just said it would be harder for them. So the opportunity mm. wasn't the same. Well, now we're kind of mincing words and like you can go to school and be educated. You can go to college and get educated there and do whatever you would want to do. You, The government will give you loans to pay for it. Mm-hmm. Whether we like that or not, that, that's what will happen. Yep. Um, if you call 911, the ambulance will come to your house. So you're not going to just die for no reason. Mm-hmm. Again, other than freak accidents and bad actors. If they're going to come protect you. 911. We have these different systems that protect. If your house catches on fire, we're going to come put it out. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, there's a lot going on to provide like this baseline level of well-being to let you pursue the pursuit of happiness. We're saying that that's a natural right of yours mm-hmm. in virtue of being a human being. 
And we want to build our society in such a way that secures that. And I'm all ears for ways that it's not being respected. And those things would need to change. I just haven't been super convinced that that's the case in a lot of ways. Well, and I just am more and more aware that those changes and tweaks need to be made very carefully and thoughtfully. The whole thing is very interconnected mm -hmm. and small changes can have unintended consequences. And it's not as simple as just saying, oh, just tax the really wealthy. Like mm -hmm. you, you would give something up to do that and you'd want to be careful about what you're giving up. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Or like a quality of opportunity. Well, this school stinks where he, the public school stinks where he is. And this guy has a really great public school because the public school is based on, uh, what's it called? Property tax. Mm -hmm. And so wealthier homes generate more property tax and crappier homes, less property tax. And thus the schools are worse mm -hmm. due to money. Does that mean that, that those children have an unequal opportunity? Well, what do we mean really like by opportunity? Maybe. Maybe they do, dude. I mean, if the goal of if the goal of schooling is to come out educated, let's say elementary school high school, with a general knowledge across these disciplines, you go to a crap school with bad teachers who don't explain concepts properly. You are not. Oh man, really? I don't think. Uh, well, just my my understanding of the problem is not that the teachers are bad. Like, there's not they're not like they're not teaching wrong stuff. I don't right? know. I don't know that's what they're why, doing. That's not why the schools are bad. I think I thought the schools are bad because, I mean, ultimately, I think it's like a cultural issue. Kids aren't paying attention. Um, they're dropping out. They don't care about it. Okay. It's a, well, it's a raucous classroom. Okay. It's great. hard to handle the students. Let's take that raucous classroom. That's fine. That's still a, a student who is trying to be educated in a raucous classroom uh, is not being given the same opportunities that somebody trying to be educated in a well-ordered classroom where everyone has MacBooks is. Right? It's not the same opportunity. One is way harder to learn. It's a real uphill battle. Hmm. Well, like, uh, yeah, maybe the private school thing is different because private school is going to do what they're going to do. But like, I don't know. I can I can imagine the rich school having, uh, um, you know, like design and technology classes that the cheaper school wouldn't. And so maybe these kids do have opportunities to like whether it's learn software or. Maybe they have a great woodworking and they learn how to use all kinds of really expensive power tools. And But old maid in the cheap school didn't have that. He gets a hammer and a nail. Right. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't know if you can just say, well, they both went to school. Mm -hmm. But but to your p point earlier, that's true across every domain of life everywhere. Everybody's lives have in idiosyncratic challenges obstacles discrepancies well, like, i couldn't learn because this guy was shouting well yeah that's life man mm -hmm. like so the problem of trying to do equity across the board is that it just seems so um unattainable given how many unique little challenges everybody's got to face and overcome mm -hmm. you can't make it equal for everyone but even i wonder too about 
Like that almost assumes it's a laudable goal, but we can't get there. Mm -hmm. I wonder too if it's even something you would want. Like that everyone is has exactly the same amount and right. I, and maybe it just kind of folds back in on the initial problem of people make different choices and it would just make sense that eventually those choices would lead to there being differentials and mm -hmm. I mean even like personality traits and whether yeah. someone is a really conscientious is a saver right. is going to play out over time like that person will be more wealthy right more likely mm -hmm. than not mm -hmm. than a spender yep and so do you do a once for all check in like you're saying okay equal it out Let's run the experiment, everyone. Yeah. Or does it happen every five years? So then really the, you're punished for being a saver. Right. You know? Right, right. Complicated. Honestly, that's an interesting point about like the, does someone in a crappier, it sounds obvious a little bit. To say you, crappier school, yeah. A crappier school, do they have the same opportunity? I mean, the I guess when, hmm. Yeah, maybe I shot myself in the foot. What I mean by equality of opportunity perhaps is, uh, yeah, you have you have the same ability as everyone else to pursue the pursuit of happiness, to manifest your right to the pursuit of happiness. Yeah. Is anybody claiming they don't have that? May, I think they are, but then it just gets bottled up in these different little case studies mm -hmm. which solving that problem of the bad school is it's it just has to be more complicated oh, than money yeah 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 and you, like you said you tinker with that to your peril mm -hmm. but then you may not even really address the real problem yeah i mean maybe it's the drug war on and men are going to prison that yep. shouldn't be and who knows like all the different ways it's influenced mm -hmm. anyway complex it gets complicated. Um, we started off with justice. If you're still with us, <laughs> Bravo. after that, well done. Well done. <laughs> Jeez. Those are pretty good example of like how, like when we have a discussion and this is just how they go. Yeah. It's just, this is me genuinely trying to learn yeah. and, and grapple with stuff. So again, we're, I'm not attempting to teach about this whole topic, maybe some little terms here and there, mm -hmm. but this is just one couple of guys having a conversation, you know, <laughs> hoping to learn from it. I learned a little bit. I'm challenged to think more about how to articulate equality of opportunity. Mm -hmm. That that turned out to be less a clear concept in my mind when you right. asked about it. Evidently, the concept of rights was less clear in my mind than <laughs> you might hope. Think more about these different terms, like just how these all relate. Justice, fairness, equality, and equity. I think... If you, yeah, if, if you in fact have made this and anyone is listening to this sentence, <laughs> uh, notice how much they come up on your social media, on websites that you visit, and just try to make sense of, like, do these all mean the same thing? Or mm -hmm. th are they being used interchangeably? And and what damage does that cause? Yeah. Yep. Because justice might be happening even though things aren't equitable and vice versa. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Things might be equitable and unjust. unjust. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for sticking with us. As always, if you have a comment, question, you can reach us mailbag at opentotruth.com. If you're watching this on YouTube, you can leave a comment below and we'll get back to you. Um, yeah. We'd love to hear from you. 
And, uh, oh, subscribe to the blog. If you like to read about this kind of stuff, opentotruth.com slash subscribe. You'll get those sent to your inbox once per week. And they, is it they foreshadow what we're going to be talking about? Uh, it's that week, what you're it's listening the, to that week. The OTT topic of that week. Mm -hmm. Cool. So um, by the time you're hearing this, maybe you want to read and see how long the blog post is that Clint comes up with about this topic. <laughs> we'll see. I'll try to keep it to four <laughs> minutes. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for sticking with us and uh, we'll see you next time. Stay curious.